Try not to make it look like it's a haunted product. And so this is a very haunted looking product. <laughs> I, got, I got crows on my creepy tree. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Why Bother, the podcast where we explore why creative makers bother doing things the hard way. I'm your host, Gareth Davies from Maker House, with our guest, Steve Morier from Split Tree Cocktail Company. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so <laughs> welcome. You begged me to I did. be on. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I, when Gareth calls, you pick up the phone and you do whatever he says. <laughs> Otherwise, you wake up with four flat tires and, you know, a dead horse, a dead head, horse in head in your bed. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you're one of our OG makers at the really? shop. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah. We go back to 2015 when we had our little pop-up shop. Yeah. And again, you were begging me to get your products <laughs> in the store. I do recall. Yeah. Like uh, camping out in front of the store, please carry my cheap garbage product. That was like, <laughs> God, why won't you do it? And then yeah. you finally you know, submitted. Yeah. Took pity. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, ended up working out. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. we have a lot of customers who really like your product. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. It's good. Very yeah. popular. Yeah. Good, so, good. uh, you know, you're welcome for that little lucky <laughs> break. I, yeah, you lucky break. Yeah, I do actually recall it slightly differently than that, but uh, we'll, we'll go with, we'll for go posterity. With, yeah, we'll go with your your version. Uh, we're gonna kick it off with a fun segment we call. Speaking of sound effects, bother or not bother. Okay. So you tell me, mm -hmm. bother or not bother. Okay. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Okay. Go. Here we go. Breakfast in the morning. Not bother. Okay, yeah, that explains I'm, your mood. I'm today. busy. Yeah, I'm cranky now. You're right. I'm hungry. <laughs> I should have had. I should have bothered. I rarely do. Video games. Bother. Okay. Yeah. Drinking tea. Not bother. What? No. Okay. Coffee. Yes. Bother. That's why you yeah. don't have breakfast. <laughs> you don't need it. I know, right? Yeah, it's true. Personal hygiene. <laughs> I'm on the fence. Be honest. Uh, bother now. I, I don't want to bother, but I got to bother. Yeah. <laughs> Society puts a lot of pressure on me to not smell poorly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bother, not bother. Um, playing hockey. Bother. Hockey's the best. Okay. Um, gardening. <laughs> not bother. No. You don't have to laugh about it. I know. I just don't understand it. Like, what are you doing? You got these, just let them grow. Just leave it be. Uh, one more. <laughs> Love uh, farmers, by the way. They're good people. Good people. <laughs> Your wife, Julie. Hi, Julie. Uh, I don't even bother with you. Bother Julie all the time. I bother Julie all the time. Yeah, yes, that's why she loves yeah, you. Yes, I guess. So. All right. Yeah. All right. Now let's get to the serious stuff. You started your own business, Split Tree Cocktail. I did. When did you start at? And you had a steady job before this, or you were working in like aerospace? <laughs> I, love it. I was actually a rocket scientist <laughs> at one time. No, I you know I was working in high tech for sure, but uh, I was not aerospace. You designed no. flight simulators. I I love your version of it. No, I designed the th the terrain databases that flight simulators used. From designing flight simulators to designing flights of cocktails. Yeah. How did we get here? Why did you bother? Perfect segue, Gareth. Well done. I, uh, why did I, why did I bother? Uh, you know, you sort of reach a point when you have that opportunity, like we were laid off from a, from a high tech job where you've been doing for forever that you just take it as an opportunity to do a complete 180, do something completely different. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to do something I actually enjoy. I've always been creative, loved making, working with food, working with the, with fresh ingredients and that kind of thing. And, and cocktail parties are always been uh, my favorite. I've ne never, never been a beer guy, never been a wine guy. I always loved a good cocktail. So I just, uh, took it as an opportunity to do something different. And I, I saw an, at the time, there was definitely a niche. There was very little 
happening in in that market where people are actually using whole fresh ingredients, uh, creating something that was you know unique and delicious. Everything was very very artificial and very overly sweet and and quite frankly gross. So the other alternative was do it all yourself by hand. Or, you know, maybe someone needed to make a product that did all the hand zesting and juicing and stuff and prep for you. And all you had to do was open the bottle and you knew you were getting something good and natural out of it. And you did it. You're, you're, I just, so. despite your poor work ethic, <laughs> your mixes yeah. are yeah. phenomenal. They taste amazing. They're really easy to use. They're one of the stories I like to tell customers mm-hmm. uh, the most because you get to feel like you're, you're a great cocktail maker. You make a fake fancy cocktail for your guests and they're like, Ooh, how did you do this? And you're like, Oh yeah, I worked really hard. Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole point, right? Like you can still get that quality drink without doing all the work, but you can, I mean, it, it can go both ways. You can actually use these in much more complex cocktails if you so desire, but the, the average person just wants something quick and simple, but they want to know that it's good and it's natural and it's not, you know, full of dyes and colors and artificial flavors and sweeteners and so that's that's where we come in yeah yeah and they're very concentrated too so each bottle you're not adding a lot of like water in there to to waste packaging um or make it look bigger than it it is like in the store shelf garrett that's a bit of a pet peeve of mine because it's not a concentrate okay a concentrate is something that's been boiled down and simmered off these are just they are they're very flavorful is what we would say and you're right we do not need to use a lot of them but they're nothing is boiled down that's a hundred that sour mix is a hundred percent fresh pressed lime juice and lemon juice and we put some yuzu in there we don't add anything but the zest and and some sugar and that's it so right that's that i mean you get those strong flavors because you're using actual flavors of the, the fruit that has that flavor. So you're not adding lime flavor. You're not adding lime concentrate. You're adding actual lime juice. And it makes yeah, a huge difference. The real difference. deal. You got it. Fresh off the fruit. Yeah. And now I know concentrate is mm-hmm. like a technical term that can yeah. be offensive. <laughs> Absolutely. We're not getting person. a frozen can of concentrate orange juice out of our freezer and dumping it in. We're using fresh oranges. Good to know. Yeah. What is something you do in your business the hard way that you could do easier? And why do you still choose to do it? Quote unquote, the hard way. Well, I mean, exactly what I just said. We use whole fresh ingredients. It's the hard way. Nobody does that. Everyone buys giant barrels of lime concentrate and reconstitutes them with water or other things. We do it the hard way because the end product is worth it. So, I mean, anyone could, I could, I mean, what I do is not terribly complicated in the sense that anyone could do it. It's time consuming and it's difficult to scale up at a, at a, at a, you know, production level, but it makes the world a difference in the flavor and the final product. Like there, there's no barrier to entry to this if you're if you're willing to you know <laughs> do it properly but it, you have to be willing to do it properly and take that extra time that extra step and and you know really put in put an effort into it despite my poor work effort <laughs> <laughs> and have you so that was how you started have you hit barriers along the way you said it's hard to scale have there been moments of weakness where you're like oh maybe i just mix in a little bit of you, this you can get that but i mean the nice thing about uh, about the artisanal world is you just say look we couldn't get that pro- that product it's not in the it's not uh, it's not the season it's not the time we have to wait and you just say we we would wait. We, I, I can't fill that order right now because right. you know right now there was one time there was a massive uh uh crop failure of, of vanilla and trying to get vanilla was, was almost impossible. And if you could get it, it was a small fortune. So stuff like that, we're just like, we're not making ginger vanilla right now. It just, it's, we've got to wait for the crops to recover because we're not going to put something artificial in there. It's just, there's no point. So on the flip side uh, of, of, you know, the hard way, we're going to do something we like to call the cost of convenience. Yeah, why did I sign up for this one? <laughs> What is something you or someone else might do the easy way 
take the convenient road. And I mean, it's not hard to come up with an example in a world full of convenience, but is there a hidden cost to that? I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I One of my sort of mantras or, or, or ideas of how to run a business was don't do stuff that just because you can do it, if you can't do it properly, anything that you, you can outsource and save yourself a ton of time and get a much better quality product, such as your marketing, your advertising, if it's not your strength, if it's not something you, you feel comfortable doing, I'll oftentimes at the beginning, you have to do absolutely everything regardless. Right. right. So you, you find you're not, you're not they hitting don't have the marketing budget. No, yeah. you don't exactly. And you don't have the expertise to do it, but you got no choice. So you do your best you can. But once, once you're in a position to maybe outsource some of that stuff that you've feel someone could do a better job of for a better price by all means. All right. And what would be a, like a cost associated with that? Obviously. Well, obviously they're going to charge you for it, for their work yeah. and, their, and their time. But I mean, you just balance that against with what, what's the, what's the return on investment there? Like, are you going to get to reach the thousands of more people or are you going to have to stick with your little poster you're sticking up on the, right. on the fence post or whatever? Yeah. I'm hitting one at a time. Yeah. Handing out brochures. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a quick break for, uh, Ending our first segment here, we'll come back with more from Steve at Split Tree Cocktail. And thank you for tuning in and watching. Please like and share the podcast so we can grow with you fine people. Thanks, Steve, for being here. It's my pleasure. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're still here with Steve from Split Tree Cocktail Company. Unfortunately, yes, you're still here with me. <laughs> <laughs> Holding him hostage against his will, answering yeah. all of our tough questions <laughs> for you listeners and viewers. And uh, let's get into a fun fact about the cocktail industry. Where does the word cocktail even come from? So I, I looked this up. The word cocktail originated with Forest owners in like the 1700s, they would place a ginger suppository mm. into a horse's bum to make it cock its tail, nah. which made it appear lively and healthy for a potential buyer. How does that even turn into a drink? <laughs> I don't think you go directly from the horse's anus to a drink in your hand. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's. Then, I'm not sure that's the natural transition. Yeah. But uh, yeah. flavorful bum ginger. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I, I think I, the, the, what they told me on Google is flavorful. Then bum adding ginger. ginger to like beer. Now was it the horse's ginger or was just fresh ginger? Now. I, because I, I'm going to have to redo my whole ginger vanilla <laughs> recipe if I need to start getting it into horses bums first. So yeah. somehow that's the yeah. transition of cocktail for selling a horse became cocktail for making a drink mm -hmm. more lively. Uh, lively more libation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like uh, that. Yeah. Um, any any comments about this uh, controversial origin of the word cocktail? I don't think there's anything else we can add to that brilliant discussion. <laughs> I, I I think it, for everyone's sake, we we move on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. You're welcome for that. <laughs> yeah. Mental you, yeah. It is a true story, though. Apparently, yeah. You yeah. didn't just make it up. Let's talk about the origin of Split Tree Cocktail oh. Company. Where Ooh. did the name come from? Where does the tree logo come from? Yeah. Well, in my transition from being a aerospace engineer as you so eloquently described it a lot i'm not a yeah, flight designer. simulator designer uh i was uh, had a stint uh, working as a uh, beer rep and i traveled to and fro through the city and and outskirts and on one of my journeys to dunrobin uh there was a tree in the middle of a field all by itself split right down the middle it was just this really cool weird looking tree and i thought it was winter i thought well, just this neat tree that for whatever neat reason resonated with me 
And then on one of my return trips in the spring, it was actually in full bloom, all green again. And I thought, you know, there was just a, I don't know why it was like a nice metaphor for, you know, not judging a book by its cover, but also seeing the resiliency of nature and, you know, seeing this split tree right down the middle, full and green, you know, and, I don't know why it just resonated with me. And I said, if I ever start my own company, which I was thinking about at the time, yeah, great that's going to be my, that's going to be my logo. That's going to be my, my, uh, my name. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Very cool origin story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now when I'm driving out that way yeah. on Robin, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for a split tree and it is a great name. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Talk about local business. You are a, a small local business. Obviously you've grown over the years too. Why do you shop and support local businesses? Do you even bother <laughs> bother yeah no uh you know it's funny uh, one thing having just started up my own store and you're sort of sourcing products from all over the place this may not be i mean a lot of people shop for shop local just because it's it's a nice thing to do you're supporting local communities you're spoken local makers but honest to god it, it's convenience the, dealing with a local maker is so much easier than dealing with some multinational giant corporation right. or even just someone overseas who's a small business but is, is hard to deal with local is makes your life a thousand times easier. They, they, they deliver when they say they're going to deliver, they have reasonable pricing. They have a quality product. Like it's just convenience for more than anything. And I, and I love the idea obviously of supporting someone local. That's what, that's what we want to do. But it, as a business owner, from one business owner to the other, it, it's just nice to deal with people who are on the same wavelength as right. you, the same level and get what you're trying to achieve and want to help you achieve that. So, yeah. And yeah. you matter to them. You're actually an important yeah. customer as opposed yep. to just like a, you know, a yeah, data, exactly. data just, like, just another, another person number on the spreadsheet that yeah. it orders from them constantly. Yeah, no, it's, 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 Wonderful. So you must use as many local suppliers as possible. I, I try my, my best as, as a lot of the times. I mean, there's no local person making barware. There's no local glass makers. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's about finding local ingredients that I can bring in and local products that I can bring in. A lot of them are consumables, which I love. That's that's sort of my 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 wheelhouse. So yeah. I love I love sourcing food products from local makers and and uh, for your for your mixes. Yeah. Is there anything uh, in your mixes that's that's pretty hyper local that's actually farmed uh, in the region? or Ontario some of the stuff like I mean there's no local wine producers you know what I mean but uh, rhubarb and elderfl- I know right I, I tried they, they die every winter I you know, <laughs> but uh, we get all the rhubarb from Quebec uh, it's just one of those product crops that comes in a lot of our elderflower is local as well our, our black currants come from BC cool. yeah so we, we do our best and it's just a matter of finding the right producer but uh, for 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 me it's about finding uh, makers that complement what I'm doing so it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be an ingredient that I'm going to use in, in my mix. But if, if you can put like a nice chutney or a pepper jelly or something that goes and go in your Caesar, you know, you find that, that maker and, and there's, am I allowed to say maker? I'm going to say Sarah from Top Shelf Preserves is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Sarah. Top so, Shelf is great. Yeah. So it. she provides a lot of cool stuff. Michael Dolce makes some nice chai stuff and some other, other things, you know, there's so many makers locally that are, are they're doing cool things that I'm do my best to incorporate. I just find sometimes as, as a sole proprietor, you're just stretched so thin and trying to, you know, like source things. And, oh yeah. my God, source things and, and manage the store, manage this, manage that. Like it's just, I don't know. I don't know how you are when you first started, but I feel like you walk over to do one thing and then you got 17 things in your mind and you end totally. up not, not finishing that thing. And then you're over here doing something else that you're not finishing. And so yeah. it's a, it's a, difficult uh, balance. Uh, you mentioned your store, you took the crazy plunge into retail. And a little backstory, when we opened Maker House uh, and we connected to carry your products, you told me, 
that you had this idea first. You said <laughs> I was going to. You open did take my space. I remember store that. Yeah. Right beside yeah. the LCBO mm-hmm. in Hinterberg. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you were like, this close to signing a lease. Not really, but. No, I wasn't. Um, I'd considered it. You yeah. thought, I guess you thought we had a, a good chance of success because of that location. You, you were looking at that for retail. Flash forward to about nine, seven, years, nine, nine years. years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you've opened the split tree cocktail shop. Correct. And it's located in Wellington village, Westboro. Like 98 J Richmond road. Come through the arches. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Um, beautiful shop. And, uh, one of the newer kind of condo buildings yep. there. Um, tell us, why you took the plunge and give a little plug for the store. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was totally crazy at the time, but no, I think as long as I'd been making this product, always in the back of my mind, I wanted my own retail store. I knew Ottawa was missing something like that. They had no sort of cocktail centric uh, store. I know some of the bigger cities and especially Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, they've all got something focused on cocktails and home entertaining. The uh, Emporium in Toronto, I think. Cocktail uh, Emporium. You got Alambica in Montreal. Uh, I forget the name of the one in Vancouver off the top of my head. But yeah, they, we, we have them and, and Ottawa had nothing. And, and I knew that we needed it. So yeah. it was just one of those things I've been living in, my, in the back of my head and percolating for years and years and years. So I knew being being Ottawa, the market, it, it's a bit different. It's, it's Ottawa is its own market. Like They really are. They're, they're different than a Toronto, than a Montreal. So I wanted to make sure I could bring in as many different sort of uh, revenue streams or attractions, so to speak, that, that would bring in more people. So I had the workshop space where we hold cocktail classes. Beautiful where, workshop Yeah, space. they're super fun. I've got a very talented and passionate bartender, uh, Jesse Bailey, who comes in and runs these workshops. Uh, you get to touch everything, shake everything, make a mess, enjoy a drink, have a snack. It's, it's a ton of fun. Then on the other side, I've got the retail store where I have everything you need for home entertaining, for making your own charcuterie, although we do make charcuterie for you if you need it. Take home. Uh, yeah, take home. Uh, and then, you know, and then I've got a kitchen space where we can do sort of one-offs and seasonal things that, that will be in-store only kind of thing. So awesome. it's a, yeah, it's a ton of, ton of flexibility, ton of versatility. It's, it's a lot of fun. Just opened late 2022, right Six before months. the holidays. Yep. Um, so uh, check it out this year when you're in the Wellington and Westboro area. Island Park and Richmond Road. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm uh, I'm proud of you for taking the plunge because it, it was a long time percolating, like yeah. you said, and it's a, it's a big leap. Uh, and it's scary because it is, you yeah. open the doors and, you know, it's it's definitely slow at first and you're not sure what to expect. So I'm happy to hear it's going well. And hopefully with our, you know, uh, tens of listeners <laughs> and, and watchers, yeah. you will uh, get a little spread bump. the word. Yeah, yeah, check them out. Absolutely. So thanks for sharing your story about how you got into cocktail mixes into your store. Thanks for not naming it Shaker House. As you, <laughs> I really was going to. Yeah. 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 You did make that. I, although I see the space right beside you for rent. I'm going to put it in there. Put mini Shaker House right beside it. I dare you. Yeah, really. I've already sent you the legal letters <laughs> and they will be sent again. Okay. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're going to take a quick break. Then we'll be back for our final segment with Steve from Split Trail Cocktail Company. Thanks for listening, watching. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Steve from Split Tree Cocktail Company talking about why creative makers do things the hard way. And we're going to have some fun. We've got jerky from our friends at Prism Foods in Mississauga. We sell a few different flavors. So I brought the Korean barbecue and the Carolina Inferno, a little bit spicy there. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it. 
Let's have Adder. I did text you to ask you if you like beef jerky this I morning. I do. Who doesn't like beef jerky? It's yeah, great. You can't yeah, go wrong. This will be great. So here, grab yourself a piece okay. of Korean barbecue. Korean barbecue. And uh, for the people who are listening, we do have a couple plates here with each flavor and the bags. You wait, you wait till the 30 minute mark to suddenly do descriptive yeah, audio. Is, yeah. Is, I am <laughs> for those the of you listening, we're sitting at a table. Yeah. <laughs> we're here in Ottawa. Yeah. Nice wood, natural table. Mmm. Mmm. That's actually really good. Not too chewy, not too uh, squishy. The texture of texture is perfect. It's no. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, texture is important in jerky. It's definitely more like tender than most jerky. It's just not gas station jerky, that's mm -hmm. for sure. No, no. Mm -hmm. I love Korean barbecue. Good that's flavor. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. that was the easy um, one. That was the easy one. Yeah, now I'm, I'm nervous. Time for Carolina Inferno. I feel like my colon is already blocking up. I'm inferring that there's Carolina Reaper in here, but this looks like just chili peppers. Let's see. Let me take a. All right, sure, group. There's no way this is Carolina. I don't think it's Reaper. got Carolina. Reaper. We'd be dead. We'd no. be dead. I'd be like sweating and passed out. Look nice smokiness to it, though. Mm, it does. Have, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very good. Well All done, right. Prism Foods out of Mississauga, Ontario. <laughs> good, good work. Uh, now we're gonna get back to serious topics. I understand this is serious. It is. Okay. Very important. We want to learn something. We don't just want to laugh. Mm. Okay. Education. You're a maker. I hope so. An entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Can you share a couple tips for aspiring makers or aspiring business leaders of what to do, what not to do? I mean, what say you? So this this is assuming that I'm some sort of uh, rampant success, whereas I never feel I've uh, reached reached that level where I should be giving anyone advice. Although uh, the only thing I ever ran my businesses by was try to be as organic as possible in your growth. Don't overextend yourself to the point where you make a mistake. It's catastrophic. Mm. So any, I mean, you, as you grow, you're constantly reinvesting in yourself and in your company. And, you know, there's new opportunities to come up with that as, as your business grows, as your income increases, you're trying to build that, build the growth to a level that you're comfortable and can, and can sustain yourself on. And, you know, you've, you've got to go into, like you said, Facebook ads, you know, or, or, or whatever, or, or bigger markets, bigger markets, or yeah, which you've got to do your research find out what all that expansion entails and how much money that's going to cost you. And just always look at it. If this goes hundred percent South, is this going to be catastrophic? And if it is, then maybe it's not quite worth the risk and you can find another avenue to go in where you don't have to overextend yourself to the point of, of collapse if things go south. Great advice. Don't <laughs> risk the foundation. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Great advice. What is your biggest hobby or passion outside of work? Clearly, you're not very passionate no. about your work. No, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, besides yeah. These, this cocktail thing that's yeah. kind of, you know, dragging you down. Yeah. What's yeah. your biggest hobby or passion? Well, I've taken on a new hobby, so I don't know if it's my biggest hobby, but going through a midlife crisis now, I've decided I'm going to buy a motorcycle. So I've got a, a motorcycle that's the exact same age as me, a 1972 Honda CB350. Classic. Yeah. That I'm having a, a local guy do a few tweaks and, and twerks to it. Tweaks and twerks? Yeah. Oh, adding yeah. like nitrogen boosters? Not nitrogen. I was actually wanting him to slow it down because I'm oh. terrified I'm going to kill myself on it. It's so like, that's why I got a 350 instead of like an 1100 or okay. something ridiculous. So it's got training wheels. It does have training wheels. <laughs> it has a governor on it so it won't go over 40 kilometers an hour. No, no, no. <laughs> Top of the morning. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm on my very slow motorcycle. <laughs> no, it's going to get turned into a bit of a, an enduro. So we're going to put some dirt bike tires on it and we're going to do some uh, ride some of the trails and stuff and, cool. and cruise around town a little bit so motorcycle riding you may see steve yeah 
please slow down and give me lots of space. I will be going slow and stalling a lot. And uh, yeah, don't hit me with your truck. Yeah, he's got to go slow because he's going to be doing all sorts of cool motorcycle poses. Definitely. Yeah, I'll be mostly posing. There'll be no wheelies. There'll be no like brake stands. Just It'll leaning. just be me leaning on my bike like this. Yeah, it's going to be wicked. <laughs> with the visor yeah, up. Yeah, all the visor up for sure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. going to be some great. But then sunglasses behind my shaded visor. It's going to be double shade. Double shades. Amazing. Let's go into what we call the point of connection. Human connection yep. in your business. What's what's the point? How does it relate to your business and life to connect with other humans? <laughs> that is a very robust We're question. going deep, man. We're, go, we're going deep. Well, you know, actually, you know, it's very interesting because uh, having just gone through a global pandemic where we were often isolated and shut down and, you know, separated from people we loved and friends and family, I've noticed since opening the store, uh, that people just want that connect. People are looking for a connection with just people for any reason, really. Yeah. But but there is there is that need to connect with someone and, and and friends and strangers. They come together. We hold a little workshop. We have a few cocktails. It immediately turns into a cocktail party. Whereas if everybody knows everybody and we're right. all having a good time, and that that connection has been missing, I think for a long time for for people. And and we are we have sorely missed it and to have this opportunity to come back and and get together and just celebrate being out and about and, right. and and free to do what we want kind of thing is has been huge for people and so that that's the biggest connection i've noticed with people they want to come in they love talking to you they love learning about your products and what you're selling but the opportunity to actually have community and get get together is is huge right and probably another great reason to shop local like you said yeah. about your suppliers earlier, it's, it's actually more helpful and convenient because they're a great resource. They can answer your questions. You know, that their yeah. service standard is going to be high. hundred percent. And if you need something, it's not like you don't have to wait for it to arrive. You can just go get it. Or a lot of people do a local delivery. So it's uh yeah. And your customers at your store and our store are looking for more than a product. Well, we're still pushing your store, are we? <laughs> yeah. Only been around seven years. Yeah. I find I buy six months, but let's talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> you can find all Split Tree cocktail uh, flavors at the Split Tree Cocktail Emporium. And <laughs> Split Tree Cocktail Emporium. Did yourself. I get it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. Flip <laughs> Tree Cocktail Shop 98J Richmond Road. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, yeah, they're looking for more than just a cocktail mix. You got they it. want to connect with the story and through your workshops. I love that they connect with other people and they yeah. share those interests. Yeah. Uh, what's the big focus for you right now, this year? Where can people find uh, you as yeah. well? Uh, my biggest focus right now is jumping through the bureaucratic hoops so that I can get a liquor license. And that will give us a ton of freedom to do a whole bunch of new and fun ideas I have percolating in the back of my head. Uh, it's been a grind. Uh, it's it's unbelievable the hurdles they throw into the way of small businesses and the duplicity of effort for us to go through is, is pain in the butt, but we're getting there. We're on the, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, we're coming across the finish line any, any minute now I'm hoping. And that that's my biggest goal. And then we, then we can do a whole bunch of fun stuff, uh, down the, down the road. Amazing. And talk about hoops. I know when you were setting up your space, you ran into uh, like every possible hurdle you had to felt like it install plumbing in that space because it was a new build and they didn't really rough in the plumbing they roughed in nothing. Yeah. You power had to put sprinklers in and then there was a, there was not just one flood. How many floods? We had two, we had two, well, 
Yeah, two significant floods, one one other smaller one. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, so just like awesome. a bonus flood. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, talk about uh, going through your trials to get open, get your doors yeah. open, uh, and now you're going through the bureaucratic yeah. process to get your liquor license. Um, so I, you know, really hope the rewards are there for you. Uh, I'm sure they will be because people want what you're producing. I what hope you're, so. Yeah, what I you're think offering. so. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to be there for a long time. We are. Until uh, I die. I'll die in that store. <laughs> so find him at the Split Tree Cocktail Shop address. 98J, Richmond Road. And online at splittree.ca. And on Instagram. Split Tree Mixers. And on TikTok. Split Tree Mixers. Are you on TikTok? Yeah. Oh, good for you. And, <laughs> I don't uh, post there very often, but I, I mean to. <laughs> I have good intentions. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, you're really good at the talk part. I don't know about the tick. Yeah. We also have for people who are listening. <laughs> that doesn't make any. Does it? Uh, no? I, I, I see you're saying you're you're I, I got you now. Gotcha. No, yeah. You're too you're just spelled T A L K wrong. I That's right. I see, see I got you. You're smart. For those I'm who so are dumb. listening, if you tune in on YouTube, you, you get to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anyone's still there at the end of the episode, we have a relic here from the original launch of Split Tree. Uh. It is the tonic number three that started yeah, it all. Started it all. Tonic number three. This was my first crack at uh, marketing and advertising and logo design and all that good stuff. And uh, I it was funny. Very early on, I got some advice that try not to make it look like it's a haunted product. And so this is a very haunted looking product. <laughs> like I got crows on my creepy tree. That was your it was like, yeah, I was like, unless you're only selling this in Hall- Halloween, yeah. maybe, maybe mix it up a little bit. So we've got the newer newer logo design over there where it's a little yeah. more fresh and bright and vibrant. 40% less creepy than yeah. it used to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. And 100% <laughs> tasty. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And thanks for supporting local yeah. biz. Tell all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time.